I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, why do you want them back? Well, I've got an email here from a woman, and you can tell that she got dumped or she got blown off by a guy that she was really kind of into. And as you probably heard me say many times before, rejection breeds obsession. So she started following my work about a month ago and it's really helped her understand why she's been so drawn and so attracted to this particular guy because it sounded like she's just used to getting carried away on her emotions but obviously she got burned this time around and even though it, it sounds like she knows that this guy is not the right dude for her, she's really having a hard time letting it go and both men and women struggle with this. It's like because even when you're dating someone, you're just not that into them and deep down you know it should end. But you think, oh, I'll just kind of stick it out and we'll just kind of go along. And so therefore, you're not really putting your best foot forward in it. And the other person comes along and says, hey, I met somebody else or hey, let's just be friends or hey, you know, we're not really getting along or hey, I'm just not feeling it. We should see other people. Then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I love her. Oh, we're, we're soulmates. It's meant to be. And I see that a lot with with guys and girls that are coming to me that have gotten rejected and it wasn't their choice that's one of the things that you know because i'm all i ask questions when they're telling me about the whole situation and they tell me how they just weren't into the girl and then of course as soon as she's the one that dumps them then all of a sudden oh i gotta put a ring on her finger i gotta lock her down i gotta get that girl that you know it's the one that got away I was like, and i bring them back to that moment you know a month or two before the breakup happened and I point out those things of how they were talking about her and how they, the things that they just, and it's like they really couldn't care one way or another. They really weren't into her, weren't that attractive. And all of a sudden, as soon as they get dumped, it's like, oh, she's so beautiful. She's so amazing. Again, rejection breeds obsession. Because remember, scarcity creates value. When you don't, it's like you tend to appreciate things more when you don't have them anymore. And you can definitely see that here. Now she also asks about leaving the door open for somebody because obviously in this particular case, it doesn't sound like – she didn't really go into detail but it kind of sounds like this particular dude might have been married or he had a girlfriend or something like that because it wasn't really a great situation. She walked away from it or she knows she should walk away from it but it's like she can't help but think about this guy. And so the quote says, rejection breeds obsession. When we are casually discarded – and rejected by a former lover, employer, friend, customer, acquaintance, etc., and it's not by our choosing, we often feel like we have been diminished or have lost something because our identity and who we thought we were have become associated with being in that relationship. The superior perspective to take in order to help us lose our attachments to what was, move on, and prevent unnecessary suffering even though it's a hard pill to swallow is to recognize that the old relationship no longer serves us. Before better quality relationships that are more aligned with who we are becoming can manifest, relationships that need to end and that are holding us back need to dissolve. It's always tough when you're going through it. But months and years later, later, when you look back on those relationships that ended, that you had such a struggle with, time you go, ah, oh, thank God. If I hadn't let that go, I would have never experienced what came afterwards. But the more you go through it, the e it does get easier, and you get better at moving on. 
And the quicker you can heal and move on, the quicker you create a space for somebody new to come in and feel, fill, I should say. So let's go through her email. She says, hi, Corey. I hope you're doing well. I discovered your work only last month and I watch all your videos and I'm now getting close to buying your book. Well, at least start reading it for free on my website. And oh, by the way, for those of you who are subscribed to the newsletter on my website, I also added a link that's just below the, the buttons that will take you to my different social media accounts, YouTube, Facebook, all those different things. There's actually a button that will take you directly to the members area so you can read the book and review the audio lessons that are in the members area. So like I said, every single newsletter that you're going to get – and I started this – it's been about a week now. For all, all the newsletters that you've gotten over the past week, if you haven't noticed already, there's a link in every single one of them that will take you back to the members area because I've gotten so many – Emails, people go, hey, I forgot to bookmark that page. Where's the members area? So this way, every time you get a newsletter, it's there. And if you're subscribed to the newsletter and you're no longer getting them, look in your spam folder and you'll find them. But like I said, if you're still unsure of whether to buy the book, then subscribe to the newsletter on my website and you can read it for free. And then when you feel comfortable, go and buy the paperback or the Kindle version or the iBook or whichever version, Google Books, whatever works for you. So she says, I have a question, actually two. You always simply add when a relationship ends, call me if you change your mind. So most of the people that come to me, especially like the ones that are reviewing Seven Principles Get an Expect, most of the time they've done something to screw that up because the reality is when somebody is in love with you, when they're head over heels in love with you, they're not going to dump you. They only dump you when they're turned off, they've lost interest, so they're, they're just not into you anymore. And that's reality. And so I'd say 90% of the people that come to me are trying to get an ex back because they usually did something to screw it up. And so in those particular cases, when you're the one that gets dumped and you don't like being dumped, you don't agree with being dumped and you don't want being dumped, the strongest negotiating position is being able to walk away and mean it. And so you just say, hey, well, I'm not interested in being friends or I'm not interested in us not dating romantically. So I'm going to move on my life and, and look for somebody who appreciates and values what I bring to the table. And if you ever change your mind, please get in touch. I, I adore you. I love you. I, I think you're great. But I can't do the friendship thing. And then you walk and you never look back and you're never going to talk to them again. And you'll notice that in her email, she mentions how it really bothers her, never speaking again forever and ever. It's really powerful. And so you hear the woman who has had a guy who's basically, he's walking away forever and it really bothers her. And you can see from a woman's perspective how powerful of an aphrodisiac that is. And you know, again, I've given numerous examples in my book of situations where I was in when I was learning that stuff and how powerful it is and it worked for me. So she says, I struggle with that. Obviously, if someone is respectful enough, that would come to my mind and I would even reword this naturally because it's worth it. But you can't always apply it if you get rejected right. Well, the only time you should do it is if you really want that person back and if you're the one that screwed it up, maybe you did things by acting needy, you turned them off, whatever it happened to be, 
But at the end of the day, it's got to – you have to give them the space to choose to give you another chance. And it's like what I like saying. If someone blows you off, they have to earn another chance with you. That's why if you notice seven principles get an X back, when you've been friend-zoned, it's like they have to do 100 percent of calling, texting and pursuing. They pushed you away because they felt you had no value. Therefore, the only way they're going to get sp- to spend time with you is if they show you by contacting you that they value you. Now, if you're a guy, obviously, and a woman's reaching out to you, you're just going to assume she wants to see you when she reaches out and you're going to make the next date. And you can do the same thing if you're a woman. It's like you just – you have to see what – because sometimes, especially with women, they'll contact a guy that they dumped. Maybe a few weeks or a few months have gone by. Just to kind of put their finger in the water or stir the pot a little bit just to see if the potential is there, if things don't work out with whoever they're with or if they're starting to develop feelings and they're going, I only felt like a friend towards this guy. Why all of a sudden am I feeling attracted to him? Because a lot of – that's why a lot of women say I'm really confused about what I feel. When they think about hooking up with you or dating you or kissing you when they've always kept you in friend zone. Because they're thinking what it, what they're really confused about is intellectually, they're thinking, well, I always felt nothing more than platonic feelings for this guy. Now all of a sudden, I'm not feeling like I want to sleep with him, and I'm confused by that. Where did that come from? Why did that happen? And again, as I go through the email, you'll see that with this woman, especially if someone hasn't been respectful, I guess, without even realizing it. Well, again, if they're an asshole and you weren't compatible and they weren't good for you or they weren't a good communicator. Or they act like a petulant fucking child. No, you shouldn't. You should, you're not going to tell them, well, get in touch with me if you change your mind. You're just going to say, take care. When you say take care to somebody, it's like, hey, have a nice life. You won't be hearing from me again. And also, when someone rejects you, why would you want them back? Well, if you're the one that screwed it up and drove them away, you're obviously going to be wanting them back. And most of the people that come to my website for the first time, that's a the situation they're in. But obviously, you're not going to leave the door open for somebody that you don't want back. I mean, that's common sense. Unless you had a relationship for quite some time and you obviously tried both to make it work at some point. I'm talking about at least three years of being together. My point is, it happened to me recently if I can use this example. I fell in love with a guy who was five years younger than me. Usually, they are five years older. Ha ha. And I think when you talk about the four to five weeks for a woman to fall in love, it's bloody true. Well, what I talk about in my book is if a guy follows exactly what I teach in my book, usually by week seven or date number seven, that's when she falls head over heels in love and she wants to be exclusive. I'd say it's more so around like week seven because by that point, you're usually seeing each other three or four times. and. The guy really only has to initiate for the first two to three weeks and then you go from starting out where you just see each other once a week because the guy's initiating, the guy's pursuing, if you will, in the beginning. But once the woman feels safe and comfortable enough and she can tell that this guy knows what he's doing or at least he appears to know what he's doing, then she'll start calling and texting him in between dates because quite frankly, her attraction level has risen. And she doesn't want to wait to hear from him until next week if they just went out a couple nights ago. And she starts to recognize that, hey, if I contact this guy, he's going to make a date. And therefore, it's her idea to see one another. The relationship moves at her pace. At the end of the day, women are the ones that do the choosing. 
Women are all about getting a guy's attention. And if you treat them right, they will they want your attention all the fucking time, day and night. I couldn't fight this fact, which I found weird at the time, not knowing why I lost control of my emotions because I wasn't ready. So she was really into him and probably had a meltdown because maybe he didn't match her unreasonable expectations. But you can tell from that statement, she wasn't really sure why she felt the way she did. She was kind of perplexed. I was so drawn to this guy. He was so different than normal guys. I found him very attractive from the first day I saw him. And honestly, everything clicked both ways for two months. So chemistry was there. Things seemed to be easy, effortless. However, knowing that the situation would never let us progress, so I'm thinking maybe the guy was married or he wasn't available. Maybe he lived with his girlfriend. Obviously, and I was playing with fire. He must have been married or something. I had to let it go and I was okay with that before those dangerous four to five weeks happened. The breakup was okay, but we slept together a couple times after that, which he initiated. That was okay, I guess, from both of us, but I didn't manage to keep him as a friend. So it sounds like she tried to friend zone him. He did cut all communication with me. I didn't blow his phone up, but tried to communicate. So the bottom line is she continued to pursue Yes, he managed to take what he wanted from me and not totally, but I was open for friendship. You were so open for friendship, you took the time to write me this long email and detail everything here. That's like, you know, when people say, oh, I don't care about that person. I don't, I'm not going to think about them. The more you try to force yourself from not thinking about somebody, the more you're going to think about them. That's reality. I was trying to switch to the friends button because that's where we were happily heading but he didn't give me this satisfaction and it sucks. But he didn't give me the satisfaction and it sucks. So in other words, he did not give me what I wanted so therefore I wanted it even more because I couldn't have it. Scarcity creates value. There you see it. Right in real time with what a woman is going through right in the middle of a rejection. I'm 28 years old and I know what I want but I failed the four to five weeks scientific rule of love thinking I was stronger than that and I'm paying the price now for a bit. So obviously she's way more into this guy than she realized plus the fact that he walked away and he's not interested in friendship even though she was offering that. Anyway, what bothers me here is that cutting me out completely, even after sleeping together, I found rude. The strongest negotiating position being able to walk away and mean it. And you're talking about friendship and obviously it's some kind, something's going on with his situation and you weren't happy with that particular situation. And he doesn't sound like a guy that was going to change it. 
But you can see the fact that he's walking away and never looking back and is totally indifferent to them never speaking again as long as they live, it really bothers her. It's a scientific fact that women are more attracted to men whose feelings are unclear. It's like you see the power and the aphrodisiac of indifference. The guy who says, no, I'm not dealing with these terms. I'm out of here. Yet it's easy for sure. I'm not expecting anything and I'm not his girlfriend, but a bit of respect would be great as I may see him again. It will feel awkward and it makes me angry. But what's behind anger? Fear. Well, what do you fear? Obviously, you fear that you won't see him again and that you won't get another chance because you want another chance. You don't want friendship. I don't care what you say in here. You don't want friendship. You took the time to write an email. You wouldn't write, take the time to write an email like this if you were just trying to be friends with somebody. Because when he sees me, he always cheers me up. So in other words, what she really misses is the way he made her feel. Remember, we tend to, and I've talked about this in the past, it's not so much that we miss that person. We miss the idea of who we thought they were. She was starting to develop a fantasy. Remember, people buy or make decisions based upon emotion. And they use logic and reason to justify their purchase. So she's making all of these decisions and she's driven by her emotions and you can see she's kind of talking herself into justifying her behavior. She's selling herself. So confusing. We do have friends in common. Regarding saying, call me if you change your mind, I would rather be called by someone who has a bit more sensitivity on the subject. But what she doesn't say is, but if he did call me and wanted to see me, I would so love that. It's kind of like the person that calls and says, hey, just to let you know, I'm not calling you anymore. <laughs> or when I come across trolls on my YouTube channel or on Twitter and they're like, I'm going to unsubscribe. I'm going to hit the unsubscribe button. And I'm like, don't let the door hit you in the ass the way out. Because for every two or three people that get pissed off or whatever what I say, it's like there's hundreds and hundreds of new people coming in the door. So it's like, a couple of people left. I mean the reality is not everybody's meant to be your friend. Not everybody is right, or the right fit to be your customer or your business partner or your lover or your acquaintance. You have to be selective at who you allow into your life. And If you make the decision and the choice like I have that my life is a drama-free zone, I don't tolerate that in my personal life. I don't tolerate that shit with the people that I have friends with. I don't tolerate that from my family and I don't tolerate that in the people that I do business with. And If people are kind, respectful, appreciative, they're good listeners, they're ready, willing, able and open to learning. I love working with people like that. People that are combative, they try to talk over me, they're shitty listeners or they want to tell, you know, try to beat me over the head with their, their Bible or their narrow-minded religious view of the world. I'm just not interested in that. I mean when you look at my website, what does it say? It says enlightened self-help. That's what I offer. And if you don't like my brand of enlightened self-help, there's plenty of other people that you can follow. I want to work with people who really want to be here. It's like what Bill Parcells said, the Hall of Fame NFL coach. He said, if you can help the team, come on in. But if you can't, 
Get the hell out. Get the fuck out of here. We all should take that approach to our lives. People that don't want to fit in and don't want to play by our rules, they need to get the fuck out. Because those people are just going to get in the way of you getting to where you want to be. The quality of your life is in direct proportion to the quality of the people who you consistently spend your time with. The quality of your life is in direct proportion to the expectations of your peer group. And if you have one turd in the punch bowl in your peer group or in your inner circle who always always is going, that's a stupid idea. That chick will never go out with you. That guy will never love you. That person will never give you money or invest in your company. That's a dumb business idea. You'll never get a job there. Hit the delete button. This can apply on so many levels and with so many people. I gently get told... I gently told him that without pushing and he completely ignored it. In other words, he's completely indifferent. When leaving the door open to someone, they have to deserve it. That's totally a true statement. I totally agree with you. You don't want to leave the door open for somebody that doesn't deserve it. You're not even going to mention it. You're going to say, hey, you know, it's been great. Take care. I just want to know your view on that because you always maintain to communicate if you change your mind. I don't say always. You're only going to do that if you really want them back. It's kind of like you answer your own question. However, in these situations, I just want to tell those people, go fuck yourself. (laughs) I did really like this guy and I probably never liked anyone before even though I had a longer, more successful relationship. I kept contact only with that ex because he is genuinely an amazing human being who also happens to be stuck in friend zone. And we grew together, but sometimes, like you said, if it's not meant to be, and it's okay, it is disappointing. So the ex-boyfriend who she really was never that into and never felt those kind of feelings for the ex-boyfriend that she did for this guy that she only dated for a short period of time, she's cool with keeping him in friend zone because she doesn't feel anything for him. But this guy was like, no, I'm not doing that. No, thank you. And for whatever reason, he couldn't be what she wanted. But you can tell she had much stronger emotional attraction for the guy that she wrote the email about. And the boyfriend who she gushes about, oh, he's such a great guy. But at the end of the day, he's a friend. She doesn't want to sleep with the friend. She wants to fuck the guy who's totally indifferent and has walked away. Isn't that interesting? Hmm something to think about I live in the moment but I also like to plan simple things for the future and progress I deleted him from my social spaces and I just want out of this and for me to heal get right back on the horse focus on your outcome what do you want what do you want for your personal life I would assume you want a guy who's ready willing able and open to dating not some dude who's married or has a girlfriend or has got some weird situation with somebody he's involved with ready willing able and open when you spot a guy like this even though you're really drawn to him if he's got a messy personal situation next you got to be strong enough to walk away i think from what he's 22 she says she's five so obviously she's 27 years old so you just got to be strong enough to walk away from these guys and not get heavily involved and i attribute that a bit to the age he's 22 22 
The second question is actually not a question, huh? I think the guys have enough clues on relationships now. So could you please do more videos for women? As long as I get great questions from women, of course. But you know what? You got your wish because you wrote a good email, an interesting email. I try to do as many perspectives as I can so everybody, men and women both, can read my book and understand it and help them make better choices so they can get what they want in life. I now know, I know now the older I get, the better the partner I will choose by working on myself. Thank you, Corey. I hope you get this email. Have a beautiful day. Well, thanks for the email and thanks for doing the work on yourself because you know what? You're making the world a better place because as you become better, it's like what what did Gandhi say? You must be the change you want to see in the world. And so when you take care of yourself and you take your life and you're happy and you become successful and self-reliant and you're able to live your life in your own way, you're now a beacon of light and leadership for other people in your life, for your friends, your family, your peer group, and everybody else that you're going to encounter because you've now done it. You've now succeeded. You've sh- you're a way shower, if you will. And other people can listen to you. You can teach them. I mean, you can help a guy learn how to be a man just by learning what is in my book, whether you got brothers or you got guy friends or even guys that you're dating. You can learn how to better, if you're a woman, how to better communicate with men. And you'll never have a guy that will totally manipulate you and pull the wool over your eyes because you'll understand what causes attraction and why certain behaviors cause you to feel a certain way. And for the guys, obviously, they know how to show up and how to act like a man consistently so they don't talk women out of liking them. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option, coaching option that is, that works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.